and the income associated with this event and with this rental of up to 14 days, the income is tax-free. Now, note that this requires that you rent it for no more than 14 days, and there are a number of other stipulations that you need to keep in mind. Hey, it's Justin Harvey. Thanks for tuning in to the Anesthesia and Pain Management Success Podcast. With APM Success, we take a close look at important topics pertaining to business, practice management, personal finance, and careers for anesthesiologists and pain management physicians. We work hard to take your critical questions straight to the experts. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of APM Success. Today, I'm going to be tackling a tax topic for private practitioners or any other business owners who operate their business in an S-Corp, C-Corp, partnership, or an LLC taxed as any of those things. If you missed the episode from two weeks ago, that was a look at property and casualty insurance, renters, homeowners, auto, umbrella, and insurance on any of your fun toys. Something that I've been seeing lately is that premiums have been going up across the board, so it's a good opportunity for anybody who has any of those insurances, which is mostly everyone, to take another look at what you've got and make sure it's still a fit. So I would encourage everybody to check that out from two weeks ago. This week, I'm going to be tackling a tax planning item known as the Augusta Rule, named for Augusta, Georgia. And before I get into the details here, the normal disclaimers apply that This does not constitute tax advice. This is for educational purposes only. Please talk to a qualified CPA about any tax planning opportunities for your specific circumstances. With that out of the way, Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia is the locus of today's discussion. The houses around Augusta National, many moons ago, the residents of those houses would rent out their homes during the... PGA tournament that happened at Augusta every year. Whenever you rent out your house, that creates income. Whenever you have income, the IRS is interested in getting their fair share. An interesting opportunity has arisen pursuant to folks in Augusta wanting to rent out their homes and saying, hey, IRS, if we're only renting out out our house for a short amount of time and we're not running a business, is it okay if we have a carve out for this income? And What has happened is Section 280A of the Internal Revenue Code, also known as the Augusta Rule, was created. This allows for rentals, short-term rental of your primary residence or your secondary residence if you have a condo or a ski chalet or similar. You can rent it out for 14 days a year to anyone, and the income associated with that rental is tax-free. Now, Obviously, you can Airbnb it or something if you want to, but also if you have a business, if you own an LLC taxed as an S-Corp or a partnership or a C-Corp, then you can, in the name of your business, rent your home for a company event, a monthly board of directors meeting, a quarterly company retreat, and a dinner for employee appreciation, something like that. And what you can do is you sign a rental agreement with your business through and with yourself using your residence and the income associated with this event and with this rental of up to 14 days, the income is tax-free. Now note that this requires that you rent it for no more than 14 days. And 
there are a number of other stipulations that you need to keep in mind. It's best practice if you're thinking, this Augusta rule sounds cool, I have a business, I want to do a monthly board of directors meeting at my house, I want to host a dinner, I want to have a meeting of the minds to discuss how my practice is going and think, talk about ways that it could be improved. You should have a rental agreement, should be signed. It would also be best practice to have meeting notes that would say the date, who's in attendance, the content of discussion, and just file that in your away. This is, the Augusta rule is one of those areas that constitutes a, a legal shifting of income from your business where a, a tax deductible business expense is created, moving that income to your individual self where the income is tax-free. So whenever that happens, it is an area of IRS scrutiny. So it's best practice to make sure that everything is buttoned up to cross your T's, dot your I's, and be prepared that the IRS may look at this in the event of an audit. Another important consideration, if you're thinking this Augusta rule sounds cool and you want to give it a try, is you can only rent your house at a market rate of rental income. So you can't charge $2,000 a night if Airbnb would indicate that perhaps $200 a night is a more suitable price point. Another best practice in terms of documentation is to uh, document the market rate at which you're renting your house for that monthly board of directors meeting to say, if I'm you know, charging $500 from my individual self to my entity, Dr. Joe Smith, LLC, MD, then the remuneration for that rental agreement is in fact a market rate. Another thing to keep on file in terms of documentation would be proof of payment. So what I would recommend doing is in your annual tax documents where you're keeping track of all your business tax records, Keep your rental agreement there. Keep your proof of payment. Make sure that your bookkeeper knows what's going on and code this transaction as a rental payment for a company event. That's where you can keep the agenda for your meeting minutes and anything else that you may uh, have that can help to document this event. You do want to make sure that you adhere to the 14-day limit. So if you rent out your house one day a month for this... Um, to take advantage of the Augusta rule for that board of directors meeting. And then at the same time, you do three weeks in Europe and you rent out your house for a week as an Airbnb. That actually puts your residence over the 14-day limit. And so even though it's not the same agreement with your business and it's a different type of arrangement, because you have exceeded the 14 days of rental, that takes your income from excludable for personal income tax purposes to fully includable the 12 board meetings plus the one week of additional time. So you want to make sure that you keep that in mind. And also note that if you don't properly document this, if you don't have the meeting minutes and you don't have the rental agreement and the IRS doesn't like that, they may disallow the deduction for your business. So if you're paying that $500 a month, that's $6,000 a year of income that would have been tax-free, deductible, tax-free for the personal, deductible for the business, it's no longer a deduction for the business if it is disallowed. IRS publication 527 is where you can find some additional detail about this arrangement and the rules surrounding it. If you want to check out the show notes for this week's episode, we'll have a link posted there directly to the, the horse's mouth publication. Obviously, whenever you're doing this, you want to work closely with your CPA and your financial advisor, tax team, whoever you have to help you 
administer your practice financials. You should never do anything tax-wise that your CPA doesn't like and doesn't approve of. This is a, you know, this is not a crazy strategy. This is something that is well-known and documented and tried and true. And if you execute it properly, there's, this is not aggressive. This is something that given the right set of circumstances is a reasonable thing for a business owner to do. So in conclusion, if you want to shift income from taxable income in your business to tax-free income for you personally, one of the ways you can do that is the Augusta rule. You rent out your primary residence, you have a rental agreement with your business, you host that quarterly or that monthly gathering, you document the discussion, you document who is in attendance, you keep all that on file, and you shift income and reduce your tax bill. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Feel free to forward this to your CPA. (laughs) If your CPA isn't currently doing things like this and you want to get in touch with a couple tax preparers or tax strategists who are a little more on the ball, happy to provide referrals to some of my friends. As always, thanks for tuning in. Next week, we will be getting into the aforementioned insurance considerations for practice owners. Also, we'll be publishing shortly some live on-site interviews from the Aspen Conference, which is coming up here. I'm going to be heading down there in a couple days. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to talking to you next week. If you liked what you heard this week, head on over to apmsuccess.com, where you can find more content and free resources to help you build a successful career in anesthesia and pain management. If you wanted to leave a review in iTunes, I'd also really appreciate it. Thanks for using some of your valuable time to join me today on APM Success.